Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you? Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's stupidity. And I'm Matt Saintsing here to I'm just here. And that's that's going to be have to be good enough for now. Matt, we're 12 episodes in. You have got to get a catchphrase. Well, I kind of don't want one. I think they're cheesy. All right. Well, let's try this one. All right. So we're going to we're going to we're going to pretend to start over right now. We're, we're not going to edit the other stuff out. This is an ongoing conversation. We're having it in front of our listeners. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Saintsing, and I'm not sure why we did this again. <laughs> well, it's, I, I, I messed up my catchphrase. Oh, I got you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to develop one. You can just workshop. I, well, it. I, I don't I couldn't do it in, in 12 seconds. So, yeah, sorry. I'll ha- let, let, let me try one for you. I don't want one. I, I think it's going to be I, I don't ever want to have a well, let me let me let me let me try it out. And then you can you can just give me a, a quick thumbs up or a thumbs down. I just don't want to. I'm not hungry here. Try the sandwich. Let me know if it's good. I don't want the sandwich. I I want I want you to watch me eat the sandwich, Matt. Uh, well, first of all, um, I think I've done that before. <laughs> I've definitely seen you eat a sandwich before. OK, well, technically, that was a hot dog, Matt. Hot dogs are sandwiches. That's a whole nother episode, though. That's a whole nother episode, though. <laughs> uh, yes, a hot dog is a sandwich. I, actually, I think we just did the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's try this. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet. It's bullshit, right? Yeah, that's my that's my catchphrase. And then yours can be my name's Matt Saint Singh, and a hot dog is a sandwich. And I don't know why the is at the end, but I think it really helps develop your character. Hmm. Well, I think my character is already developed. How dare you call it into question? Uh, but, you know, I um, yeah, I I, I want to move on from the introduction. <laughs> but what's important, what's important here is that a hot dog is a sandwich, right? Yeah, that's the only important thing. Yeah, and the that's most important phrase. OK, that's, good. A, that's not my catchphrase. I do not have a catchphrase. <laughs> but my- speaking of sandwiches and things that you can eat, uh, I have a Reddit question from one of our favorite subreddits. Am I the asshole? Uh, yes, you are. Next, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Our question today comes to us from Reddit user rough underscore bike underscore two, two, five, two. Oh, rough of bike. course. Yeah. Rough bike. Yeah. And the question is, am I the asshole for tricking my coworker tricking is in quotes into eating MSG? Mm, well, a couple things here with the with the tricking in quotes, either he didn't think he tricked someone or he's quoting another. Am I the asshole question? We don't actually know the gender of our asker here because uh, girls and guys can ride rough bikes, Matt. Oh, well, OK, this is shots fired for previous virtue signaling regarding gender equity. Well, I would I would say that I, I the way people use the term guys, it is a gender neutral term. It is used to mean a group of people. All right. I accept that. Anyway, so this person has a coworker named Trish 
in parentheses, who's really into eating authentic cuisines from countries and not wanting to eat fake stuff. I mean, I get it. Uh, that, that That's how they're described. So apparently about a year ago, this person made a big deal of having like stomach pains and headaches after their group at work ordered from a Chinese restaurant. And she claims to have an allergy to MSG. Okay. Um, does it just cause her headaches? Because some people MSG cause headaches for. There's no evidence. There's no scientific evidence to suggest that headaches are being caused by MSG. Well, but there is anecdotal evidence, which <laughs> is the same as not evidence. <laughs> so anyway, she frequently uh, mentions how she misses real Chinese food. And she went to China once. And the Reddit question asker is actually Chinese and volunteered to bring in food for their team at work, who Trish is not part of this team. The question asker used MSG in the preparation of this food. When the team lunch was done, somebody put it in the refrigerator with a note saying anybody could help themselves to it. Sounds great. What a great coworker. Right. Uh, So apparently Trish had some of that food. And then came by the desk at the end of the day to proclaim how amazing that real authentic Chinese food was and how it was just like the Chinese food she had in Beijing. Mm. To which the Reddit user clarifies that they are not from Beijing and there are many regional Chinese cuisines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So at this point, the user says, uh, actually, some of the, there's MSG in some of the dishes that I made, but it's good to know that your allergy has okay. been cured. So... <laughs> I feel like this is definitely disrespectful to someone who says they have an allergy because like allergies aren't cured unless you have like a medical assistance. Right. (laughs) Right. So at that point, the person freaks out, yells at her for putting for not telling her that they put MSG in the food and then goes to HR to report them for attempting to poison them. All right. So if you go to HR for something like this, you're the asshole. I 100% agree that Trish in this circumstance is the asshole for it. Like if you have an allergy and you're just randomly eating food and you have an allergic reaction to that food, that is nobody's fault but yours. Quick story. Elise works with someone who has a very bad nut allergy. And long story short, the person with the allergy ate a single cashew accidentally. Elise escorted her to the emergency room. So allergies in the workplace is definitely serious. And a lot of coworkers just don't respect that. Yeah, I mean, I came from the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually serve safe certified as a as a manager. What's what's that? What, 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 what's that? It's a certification for restaurant professionals to oversee the preparation of oh. food safely and in accordance with health department guidelines. So I know a lot about keeping your allergens separate and guarding against cross-contamination and the potential life-threatening results that improper handling of food and allergens can cause. Interesting. That said, MSG is not a known allergen identified by science. The origins of the idea of MSG causing people to get headaches is first documented in a medical journal from the early 1980s. There are actually multiple claimants for who wrote wrote this thing. Some people say it was a joke. Some people say it was just testing the limits of the journal. Mm. But there's no... No hard evidence for MSG causing people to have headaches or ill effects. However, anecdotally, as you, as you mentioned, there are lots of people out there who do claim 
to experience negative effects from MSG. MSG is a food additive. It's really kind of like a booster for the umami flavor in food. But we're talking about the science of this. I would say there was a 1969 study where they gave newborn mice a lot of MSG and they did notice um, the, there was impaired growth and development. But again, it was a neurological problem and they gave these mice a lot of MSG. And we don't know the uh, parameters from this 1969 study. And I don't think there's been ever a whole lot of evidence for experiments in humans, but it's just one of those things where some people, you know, some people, when the weather comes bad, their joints start to hurt. It's like it's like that. Something bad's going to happen if you dump that much of any compound into somebody's body that's so far beyond yeah. the natural order. It's also worth noting that MSG does yeah. occur naturally in foods. It was originally isolated and harvested as a as a food additive or a, or a flavoring component from seaweed. Oh, interesting. That was the original source of MSG, but you'll find MSG yeah. in tomatoes. There's a lot of MSG in tomatoes. It's in seaweed. It's in all sorts of food. It's in it's in meats, and it does contribute it's that good. umami yeah. flavor. So do we answer the question of who's the asshole? Oh. The person with the HR is the asshole 100% of the time. Uh, un- unless <laughs> unless it's like really warranted and, you know, this is not it. The original question asker is absolutely yeah. not the asshole here. They prepared food for their team. Somebody else put it in the fridge with a note on it saying they could enjoy it than a person who claims to have an allergy that probably isn't really an allergy or or not a true allergy at the very least. Ate it without checking and then complained about if it. If you know you have an MSG sensitivity, I think, and you willingly eat Chinese food, it's kind of on you at that, at that point. I put MSG in all sorts of stuff. So uh, just fair warning. If you come to my house, Matt, you may inadvertently eat MSG. Well, then you're then you will be the asshole if that happens. No, I've I've, I've given you fair warning. If you have spe- if you have questions about specific dishes, go ahead and raise them. Who's HR in your household? Would that be Aaron? Aaron, she's getting she's actually enrolled in a master's program for HR. Oh wow, I didn't know that, but I will absolutely complain to her for any headaches I get. Um, no, but to to and I'll let her know that you called her an asshole, so I no, win. no, 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 no. She, she she's someone who who deals with assholes. Um, <laughs> I believe you wanted to chew on a topic about something that we probably don't want to eat. Yeah, this is another question we could really sink our te- teeth into. Uh, comes from r slash no stupid questions the account meme master 64828336 asks could you eat a tooth with your teeth or would it crack your teeth if you ate it if teeth are so hard what happens when you try to eat a tooth so let's talk about hardness here uh ryan how hard are we talking so let's talk about hardness um What's the hardest part of your body, I think, is uh... your your tooth enamel are. Yeah, well, it depends on what hour of the day it is. But no, um, (laughs) let's back up a little bit here. I'm definitely a nerdy guy. And during the pandemic, one of the things that I have has kept me sane is I've really gotten into collecting minerals and identifying. And one of the most important parts of collecting minerals is called the Mohs hardness scale. You have a hardness scale of 10 minerals. The hardest one on on one end is a diamond at a 10. And the softest mineral uh, category mineral is talc. And that's a one. What? Nothing. Uh I said your dick when you said the softest mineral. That's that's, that's mean. It's mean spirited. I, th- I think between the two of us, I think I could definitely get harder. Uh, I I would say that it's not a it's not a competition. An erect penis. <laughs> that I would say that an erect penis should be softer than What's the most hardness scale of us of, of a hard penis? I think we should definitely test that claim. It's some um, no, definitely. I, I think so. Here's the thing. Um, you know, 
a one is talc. Quartz is about a seven. Topaz is an eight. And feldspar is a six. Um, these are minerals that people have maybe heard about. And diamonds are a ten. Diamonds are a ten, right? It's the hardest. A perfect ten. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's why they're so expensive, right? So what's the most hardness scale of tooth? So that comes down to be about a five on the most scale, which is between the hardness of steel and titanium, which is kind of interesting. But we're just scratching the surface of, of this. But I kind of just wanted to say the most hardness of tooth enamel is uh, just under the hardness of quartz. So you don't want to be chewing on quartz because that will absolutely screw up your teeth. But talc is fine. Yeah, you, technically you would be able to. I mean, I don't No one should be eating minerals out there. But it, but if you have to eat a mineral, go with talc, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a tooth enamel is actually the hardest substance in the body, uh, unless you're at a music festival, because in which case you have way harder stuff in you. Mostly drugs. Um, yeah, th that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought I, I thought you were just really turned no, on by no, music. Uh, I associate music festivals with hard drugs. No. I was like, Matt needs to stop talking about his penis. I better change the topic to no, illegal I, drugs. Um, uh, yeah, I would like to move on from my penis <laughs> and illegal drugs. Like every woman you've ever dated. And a few that I haven't dated. Let's just go. Let's just, you know. They're like, I'm going to move on from your penis and your hard drugs. Oh, God. So enamel is actually stronger than any other bone in your body. The surface is about 96% mineral, the highest percentage of any body tissue. So teeth enamel are super hard. So to answer Meme Master's question, what do you think would happen, Ryan, if you tried to chew on a tooth? Well, I think that they are, at the very least, equally hard. So I think you would do equivalent damage to your teeth as the tooth you are chewing. Yeah, so I think if you assume that you're eating your own teeth, you would break your functional teeth and you would break the one that you're chewing on. Well, I think I think my strategy here would just be to swallow the tooth hold and then I just poop a tooth. Poop a tooth. It's kind of catchy. Maybe that should be my catchphrase. <laughs> That's that, that's that's my new uh, band Poop name. Tooth. Poop I'd see him at the music festival. Drop some acid. Go see Poop Tooth. <laughs> so I, I think when you're talking about similar hardness, then it really comes down to the geometry of the force applied. But you would definitely break your teeth in the process. And there's got to be someone out there who has eaten their own or someone else's teeth. And I want to hear from you. You know, let us know what your experience was. I don't want to hear from you. You are a crazy you're definitely person. A crazy person. You are probably murdering drifters and taking them home to chew on their teeth until your teeth break. There is something psychologically wrong with you. And I am going to yuck your well, yum. I feel like we shouldn't pass judgment on people who are struggling with mental health. But I think it's definitely to say that someone out there is kind of messed up. <laughs> OK, let me let me let me say that my intention here is not to stigmatize people with mental health issues, even if they have unusual dietary obsessions like chewing yeah. on teeth. I question, however, somebody who is an active tooth eater and how they're getting their teeth. Yeah. How are you sourcing your teeth? Maybe they're robbing craves. They're uh, they're just, you know, finding maybe they're just getting them on the free market one pillow at a time. Well, it's just a person who sneaks into your house in the, in the middle of the night. And if you've lost a tooth and left it under your pillow, they check every night. And if they find a tooth, they leave you a dollar. Is the tooth very real? I think is the question. And the answer is uh, yes. Um, speaking of hard substances and people losing their shit, I recently saw a meme on Facebook that Ryan, I just have to talk about. So uh, it showed a man in a swan boat heading out to what looks like an inlet or a small body of water. Okay. Uh, and the meme says man takes a lot of Molly gets stranded on his way to swans because they don't judge him. So the question we're going to uncover is, did this actually happen? And how judgmental are swans? 
I have opinions on that, and I can't wait to get into it. But you awesome. go ahead, go ahead and lay out the uh, the the principal research here as to whether or not it happened. And then we're gonna get in these fucking swans. I don't know if you noticed this, but this is like our third bird centric topic. You know, I think we're definitely we definitely have uh, we have a niche here. But I'm not mad about it. I like birds a lot. I'm horny for ornithology. Um, uh, I'm a hornithologist. Yeah, I am I'm nice. I'm horny for the great horned owl. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um, horn, horny for honk for owls. Um, oh, honk. Swans honk. Holy shit. Um, anyway, so um, did this happen in 2017? Yes, it did. And of course, it happened in Florida, Orlando, to be specific. In 2017, 36-year-old Kyle Thurston ingested a lot of MDMA and went to go be with the swans. What's the correct dosage of MDMA and how much did Kyle take? We don't know how much he took enough. a lot took enough to have a good time with swans. I've actually written about MDMA for my day job, and I would say that um, going over the dosage of MDMA, when you take it recreationally, it's almost like in a pressed pill form. You do not know ever how much MDMA is are in these pills. So it's really hard for him to ever know because he wasn't okay. in a sci- it wasn't in a scientific uh, environment. But we know he had enough to go a little crazy. According to the incident report, he actually did say he wanted to go be with the swans because they don't judge him. He commandeered a swan boat onto the lake, paddled out to a middle fountain. Turns out he was distracted by the majesty of swans and he forgot to tie his boat up and he when he returned to it there was no boat uh, you know i'm a forgetful person i'm not going to judge him too much it's not necessarily the drugs but as far as swans go though before we get into that i should say that how police found him is uh he was screaming for help at four o'clock in the morning uh, and, then so, <laughs> and, then so, and then someone called the cops and then he got arrested and everything like that so it sounds like the picture in the meme does not correspond with the story that you're telling. Because I believe that picture was taken in the daytime. Was he yeah, out yeah, there for yeah. eight hours high on Molly before he screamed for help? I've heard it doesn't last that long. For the listeners at home, I want to. I, I just want to clarify and put out there, get ahead of the controversy. Matt did not look at me and wink knowingly. Why are you doing this? Like, it, like my boss listens to this, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing anything except defending your honor to all of these critical listeners. We don't have our podcast video live yet. So it's something it, it could have been just between us. It could have been just between us. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know for defending we, your honor. No, you were throwing me under the bus. You were not defending your no, honor. I wasn't you're throwing you're, you you're gaslighting me now. If you I was gaslighting me, if I was throwing you under the bus, it was for your own safety to keep you from getting hit by the trolley. Oh, that's what it. Oh, nice. G- good callback. Uh, I love it. I love it. No. So um, here's the thing. Definitely image doesn't correspond, but it did happen in 2017. So it's kind of hilarious. So I, I guess first question, you, you've established that it's real. Yes. Is this a meme that you would recommend people share? Well, I, I would say it's a pretty funny meme. So just, for just comedy value alone, I think that's enough. But I think if you were a meme purist, if you're a meme truther, maybe this isn't the one for you. I think it's OK to share because it's it, it's not a it's ser- funny. It's not a serious piece of information. The purpose is comedic value. And you have the added warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing that it's true. Ish. And the warm, fuzzy feeling of, you know, MDMA, really. <laughs> <laughs> the warm, downy jacket that is illegal party drugs. That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, how judgmental are swans? And so I'm just going to I'm going to give you a few swan facts and I'm going to ask you what you think about this. OK, I'm ready. Swans do mate for life, but it is not as romantic as you would think. Whatever feelings they have for each other, this loyalty is really about maximizing the number of signets, which is a baby swan uh-huh. uh, that, that they can raise. Um, 
They also make plenty of noise. Um, the trumpeter swans honk, which is the ones that, um, the, the common swan you have in your mind's eye. Also something called the mute swan that also honks. So the name isn't really too accurate. Well, I mean, sometimes trumpet players play with a mute and you can still hear them. Yeah, I guess so. Another swan fact, they do defend their young with extreme prejudice. So just with these facts, what does that lead you to believe? Okay, they mate for life. That's adorable. Yeah. But it's a loveless marriage. Essentially. Centered wholly on the children. Yeah, it's a they stay together for the kids. Yeah. They stay together for the kids. They are loud, which makes them lousy neighbors. They're loud and they mate for life. I think that is a drop in the non-judgmental bu- bucket. I, I don't know that there's a correlation between those two things, honestly. But well, well no, the, the, no, it's, it's it, with those two data points alone. It kind of leads me to believe that they're not that judgmental. But um, after I've, I have done super serious YouTube research on swan courtship, which is both beautiful and really horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to address swan, uh, swanogamy, if you will. I would say that there are definitely human examples of people who stay married together for a long period of time, but they're also super judgmental. Uh, did yeah. you did you know that many racists are married to other racists? I mean, I would expect that. Yeah, well, I'm not going to marry a racist. When I say they're not judgmental, I mean, I guess not of each other is what I'm trying to. Right, uh, right. They're not yeah, judgmental of yeah. each other, but this is we're, we're specifically talking about a guy who hops into a swan boat and then goes to be with yes, them. He's, yes. he's no. not their chosen mate. They might be his chosen mate, but nice. the swans have not selected that person to spend the rest of their life with. They do select uh, an, in, an individual and they do mate for life. We know this to be true. But they're not. But but this man specifically has hopped oh, into a boat yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and gone to go live amongst the swans. There's no guarantee they're going to keep him. You are absolutely right. Yes, 100%. I'm starting to think this Kyle Thurston didn't have all his ducks in a row. <laughs> no, but um, speaking of ducks, though, what's the what's the one swan related story that everybody knows? I have no idea. Oh, the ugly duckling. The ugly duckling. In the in the story of the ugly duckling, there is an ugly duckling and all the ducks are like, oh, you're ugly. You suck. But then the duckling grows up to become a swan. Super hot. And then the swan turns around and says, fuck you, I'm famous. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. A drake is a kind of duck, isn't it? I have never, I have never heard. I'm not sure. But I, if it does, I made the joke on accident, but I'm not mad about it. A, a drake is a fully sexually mature adult male duck of any duck species. Wow. So way to go for drake. Oh, so interesting. Um, it's interesting you bring up drake and d- ducks because swans, ducks and geese and Drake are part of our are, are part of the three percent of bird species that have penises. Ninety seven percent of bird species do not have penises. They have uh, openings that are called cloacas. And when they reproduce, they just touch openings and it's called a cloacal kiss. Yeah, it's a cloacan bake. And I helped cloacan bake. Yeah, right. Hey, you want to come over for some uh, pizza, bucket of chicken, maybe some sex. We'll see what happens, right? <laughs> The, the idea of a swan eating a bucket of chicken is actually kind of funny. Um, no, they but, do um, it because they're dicks. And they have them, too. And they yeah, have them. so, so trumper swans, they um, they have synchronized swimming. They do some head bobbing. They do some singing. Did you say Mute trumper swan, swans? Trumpeter swans. Trumpeter, trumpeter swans. Not, not MAGA swans. <laughs> <laughs> the swans are like, we need to build a wall to keep those uh, parrots out. out. Ducks out. I was going to say parrots because it's like a tropical bird, but, you know, whatever. Well, you know, um, ducks aren't sending us their best. <laughs> Honestly, man, I mean, they're, they're to, sending us their rapists and their murderers. Ducks 
do have super violent sex. Absolutely. I used to, when I lived in Florida, uh, I lived along a creek where they had Muscovy ducks. Uh, these are the ugly, these are the, uh, the ugly ducks. And every spring I would just be outside sipping my coffee and just looking at, it's like National Geographic, but it's like the worst part of it. I was like, oh my God, it's vi- it was violent. It, so they are not sending their best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, much of duck procreation is in fact the product of uh, ornithological sexual assault. Yeah, it's 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 uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to use my words carefully here. Yeah. Uh, but duck sex is not always consensual. No, uh, I, and in fact, they they almost never is based on what I've seen. <laughs> they, they've actually there, there's actually documented cases of necrophilic homosexuality in ducks. Hey, you want to hear something crazy too about ducks? Is crazier duck than can, crazier than a than a duck fucking another duck, but that duck's dead. Well, and the same ooh. sex. Uh, is it crazier I, is, than that? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. Yes, yes. I would say this is crazier than that. Okay. Actually, I would say. And what's crazy is that ducks have this super long and weird corkscrew penis, and the duck vagina it is also corkscrew. But the duck vagina has like different twists and turns that would confuse the penis to kind of make so make it so it's harder for the guy to impregnate the female yeah. duck. Uh, the, the, I think that's crazy. It is kind of nuts because the the penis is a corkscrew, and then. The duck vagina is a corkscrew in the opposite direction. I think that this is this is the lost season of ducktails that we never heard about. <laughs> <laughs> so back to swans here. North American trumpeter swans are even louder than the mute swans, the European variety. They are the honking ones. I mean, whenever I am honked at by a driver, I often feel judged. Uh, so if a swan honked at me, I would feel judged. This sounds like the difference between Europeans and Americans. <laughs> yeah, right. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. So anyway, male and female swans are, are really are bonded for life with few exceptions. This is unusual in the bird kingdom uh, as well as the animal kingdom in general. Uh, but here's, here's, what, here's my last interesting swan fact, and we'll come down on if swans are judgmental or not. Female swans eat less when they are separated from their mates, which I think is actually kind of beautiful. In case they have to start dating again. That's, uh, man, that's, uh, body shaming swan stuff. Like, anytime I was single, I, I was working out. Um, I think often And it's not necessarily, when, it's not necessarily a weight issue, it's just a matter of, you know, healthy lifestyle. Oftentimes, when there's a true crime documentary, and the wife is dead, and the husband or boyfriend did it, the cops will bring up, hey, it looks like you've gotten in shape the past few years, why is that? Are you trying to attract another mate? And they're like, no, I just wanted... I just wanted to be healthy when I strangled my wife, right? I was just using a lot of stress balls. <laughs> I was just really trying to get my grip strength. <laughs> um, so anyway, what do you think about swans? Are they judgmental or not? Yes, absolutely. They're, they're judgmental as, you know, the most judgmental people I know are married to each other. <laughs> there is nothing more yeah. judgmental than a couple that has completely encapsulated themselves in their relationship and looking outward at all the fucking losers out there. They built themselves into a prison that has the added benefit, if you will, of it being legally binding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I would say swans appear not to be judgmental to humans. They reserve that for others. Uh, So Kyle, uh, if you're out there, I'm sure you are. You may have been onto something that was sadly tarnished by the the state of your consciousness and your ability to get help. Yeah, walk up to a swan's nest and see what happens. See how see how unjudgmental they are. Oh yeah, start honking and all kinds of getting. getting they, all they, kinds will, of crazy. they will go after you, as they should. As they should. As a lover of birds of all type, I wanted to wrap up this episode with one more Reddit question. We're just gonna squeeze it on in there. Unlike swans, there is one corner of the internet that is very unjudgmental. 
And that is the r slash no stupid questions board on Reddit, where user after the radar continues our bird theme with this question. Would a bird's birthday be the day that its egg was laid or the day that it hatched? This is interesting, and I think it dovetails nicely with our swan discussion. But okay, so the question is, when does a bird's life begin? For, for me, for me, the, egg, the, the bird life begins when uh, it hatches for me. OK, well, I'm, I'm going to say that inside of the egg, the bird is alive in much the same way that a gestating human is alive inside of the mother. And I am not going to comment on abortion because that's not my fucking lane. Well, it's not my lane, but um, I, 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 I definitely, you know, for me, life begins at birth for humans. And if, and if, if, and if it begins for that for humans, then it begins for that for, for birds and birth of birds is coming out of an, uh, an egg. Yeah, so I, I think the perspective of a bird is probably going to be a little bit different. Live birth of humans is essentially, you know, you, you, you have a baby all wrapped up in a placenta uh, and then you give birth. It's essentially hatching from that egg. Mm. Um, in the case of a bird, they lay the egg and then the embryo develops inside of the egg. And then the, 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 the egg cracks and it hatches and it emerges a fully formed birdling. If you have an unfertilized egg, that, that absolutely is not alive. If you have a fertilized leg, then there's a little bit of a debate. And when you have uh, an egg that is about to hatch, a fully formed bird inside, I think there's definitely a question on is if that is that alive or not. But its birthday would be when it hatched. That's what I that's what I think. Maybe we're trying to put bird culture in the context of human culture too closely. Don't you think that maybe within the within bird civilization, they would have essentially two birthdays. They'd have their egg laying day, which is the day the mother celebrates like, oh, I can't believe I squeezed that egg out. And then they have the hatching day, which is the day that the baby comes, uh, the, the baby comes out. And even in human cultures, the there there's not a uniformity on the way that we calculate birthdays. So in Western society, you have, you're born and then you, you know, you age, you start off at zero and then you're one month, two months, three months, four months. Yeah. Uh, and then after a full year of being on this earth, you're a year old, right? Okay. I can't speak for all Asian cultures, but in Korean culture, when you're speaking colloquially, a person who is born is one years old. Day one, they are they are one because they're really? in their first year. Okay. It's sort of like the 18th century yeah. is the 1700s. That is just kind of when does a clock start? Is well, when does when does the clock start? And that, that's yeah. going to vary based on the culture of the bird. Do birds have culture? They build is, it houses, an English, so. is it an English swallow or an African swallow? Uh, I don't know. It's a Monty Python reference. Oh, I didn't get it. Sorry. Missed that. I missed the boat. They're talking that. about carrying coconuts in the. And I never got into Monty Python, if I'm being honest. Oh, OK, well, Sorry. well, we, we, we won't make that joke then. Oh, we can. We can. But I just oh, I, I, I don't I don't mean I don't mean to take the wind out of your sails. I'm just can you pretend to, to laugh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we fixed no. it. We edited it in there. We edited it. In. No, I think I, I, I definitely think it's an interesting question. I think you bring up a great point about the culture. I think I am a product of Western culture and American culture. So for me, um, when a human is when a human joins the world outside of the womb, that is their birthday. And so I am applying that to birds when a bird emerges into the world and they're interacting on their own that is their birthday yeah and you know i brought up i brought up korean culture but 
in Korean culture, there's also the 100 day celebration, which is sort of. Is that for like a child? Yeah, it's for it's for a child. So you have like a hundred day celebration. Basically, your infant has survived a hundred days. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, When when you think about historically, every civilization around the around the world had high infant mortality rate. I had never heard of this before. Yeah. And then there's a a celebration at the age of 60 years also. So if somebody lives to be 60 years old, that's kind of a big deal. And it's celebrated. Interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I guess it depends on where the bird is from. Yeah. So long story short. To to conclude the commentary on this question, in much the same way that we recuse ourselves from commenting on things outside of our own culture and experience in many cases where that commentary might be sensitive or appropriative, we are going to recuse ourselves from dictating exactly when a bird starts counting its age. Yeah, I think uh, it is in the eyes of the bird holder. I just think as an American, I think we're right. It starts when they hatch. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's go ahead and lay an egg right now. Okay. And inside of that egg grows the concept for future episodes. Okay. But you, our audience, are going to have to fertilize that egg with your questions and comments sent to us at our email address, wreckyourpod at gmail.com or one of our various social media outlets at wreckyourpod on Twitter, at wreckyourpod on Instagram and TikTok, and on our Facebook group, or page. We'd like to thank Rick Reynolds for the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress. You can find it wherever you get your music from. That's right. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. And on this podcast. (laughs) So if you find yourself staring at a meme or a piece of information on the internet and you're hovering that mouse cursor right over the share button and you're wondering, should I do this? Do I pull the trigger? And you can't wait until next week when we release our next episode. Be sure to go to Wikipedia um, (laughs) or wherever fine information is sold for donations. If you find yourself staring at something on the Internet that seems too good, too wrong, too right, or just too damn weird to share immediately, and you're wondering whether you should, be sure to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Mm -hmm.